This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We were disappointed because we had, we had a great start in the game. Um... You know, probably between the 10th and the 30th minute, Manchester City played some unbelievable football and probably the best football I've had against one of my teams. Um, you know, but saying that, the, the goals that we conceded were avoidable. And, um, you know, when they went down to 10 men, we gave ourselves, we had a real opportunity. And unfortunately, you know, um, some rashness from uh, Matty Cash cost us a little bit, uh, you know, but it's it's the least chances Manchester City have ever created against us, uh, you know, since I've been in charge. So, you know, in some ways we've progressed in terms of our defensive display against them. Um, you know, what we need to make sure is that we can still grow and progress, you know, on the offensive aspect against them as well. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. It is the Something for the Weekend show. Joining me to uh, catch up on Villarisms before uh, the weekend's match against uh, West Bromwich Albion, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello. How are you? All good in the hood. Right, this is uh, the short show. Just to bring us up to speed at the main show, uh, which you should listen to, is 144. That's the uh, more in-depth Bells and Whistles podcast. The My Old Man said this is just to catch us up before we uh, Villa next go into battle. Uh, And we like to start the show off with uh, the Villa Minute, which is essentially a Villa week, or I don't know, like Villa 10 days this time. In a minute... So, uh, time to get the stopwatch out. Invite Mr. Bud up to the uh, the podium. You ready? I am ready. I'm not. <laughs> uh, right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Villa have the weekend off because they're not in the FA Cup semi-final, which gives them plenty of time to work out why they let Liverpool score an injury time winner yet again. All chaos kicks off with the confirmation of the 12-team Super League, the so-called top five teams and Spurs, 
out themselves as the Greedy Six, Q Football War, the Greedy Six versus the FA, the EFL, the government, 13 other Premier League sides, and the self-appointed, ultra-super, mega-league champions of the world, Aston Villa. Discussed from fans, pundits, managers and players alike sees the power grab derailed within 48 hours. Villa CEO Christian Perslow refers to the whole thing as grotesque. Meanwhile, after having an early goal chalked off against Arsenal, John McGinn returns to scoring ways with a 22nd opener against Manchester City. Unfortunately, Villa need more than a goal head start, as inspired by Phil Foden, City take over. Villa seem to ignore the advantage of City being down to 10 men just before half-time after a Stones hatchet job on Ramsey. Matty Cash tries to outdo him by cutting Foden in half and sees red. Villa lack inspiration again and City see out a 2-1 win comfortably. Meanwhile, Smith suggests the big man finally could be back. Ooh, okay, ooh. <laughs> right, let's talk about that. Uh, it's 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 a weekly thing, isn't it? Wesley potentially the coming back. The Wes update. Smith said it's been really tough. It's as significant an injury as I've seen on a player, and it shows the strength of character for him to come back from it. During the pandemic, it's been really tough as we haven't been able to arrange the amount of games that we would normally get for somebody recovering from an injury. Uh, Smith went on to say they're going to look at him uh, the next two days, and based on that, there's a potential that he might uh, be in the matchday squad for the Baggies game, which, uh, as the season starts to fizzle out, we need some uh, use for these games. So uh, getting Wesley uh, back up to speed before next season uh, would be one of those uses, I would Well, it, I it, would it sort venture. of ex- extends his pre-season somewhat, doesn't it? You just need to get him little bits of game time here and there. It'd be interesting to see, though, if he, if he is included, if, you, if you'd play a, a not, you know, nowhere near 100% Wesley over Keenan Davis. Yeah, uh, but you know, like as, as we saw with Keenan Davis against Manchester City, if you're not going to get the ball up to him, then it's uh, yeah, it's a waste <laughs> of time. I mean, Keenan Davis uh, had ten touches, and that was the move by Smith uh, at half time to really uh, have a go at City after being down to uh, you know City going down to ten men and giving us a, uh, a possible path back into the game. We were two one down in, and uh, they didn't really. I don't. I don't think they went long enough or direct enough to him. They didn't really try to get him in the game. I mean, they struggled to get the ball off City, and they gave it away swiftly. Yeah, we weren't we weren't brave when we had the ball, and we were lax again in possession. And I don't think we ever sort of felt we could go toe to toe with them. Not really. We kind of just stood off them and watched them and enjoyed watching pretty passing football. But ultimately, you know, Chelsea had a plan. Leeds rode their luck. They had a plan. And this is the thing. I mean, uh, we we don't need to uh, go into any depth about that Manchester City game because it was fairly typical to the same kind of, it's almost like the passive villa that we've seen. If you boil it down, we've had opportunities against the likes of Burnley, Newcastle, Brighton, etc., etc., where we've dropped points. Sheffield you know, United. That, yeah. When you come to these two teams, who most Villa fans have just resigned themselves to uh, getting beat, but at the same time, we were 1 0 up against both Liverpool and City in the last two games. We'd taken Liverpool to 90 minutes to 1 1, and then just, you know, poor game management saw us drop the that point we potentially had there and then against City you've got a you know you've got an opportunity there they're down to 10 men at half time so there's a potential to get a point there and uh, this is a thing opportunity knocked again I mean you know meanwhile if you want some context just look at Leeds same games 
Liverpool, Manchester City back to back, four points against City. They're there down to 10 men, never mind City being down to 10 men, but they still fight on and screw a late winner. And then they fight back against Liverpool as well. They don't give in. And that has been the difference. Uh, it's just that belief, desire, spark, which uh, Leeds have, because Leeds just, they seem to turn up. Their focus just seems to be the next game and they just go for it, don't they? Yeah, they've got courage. And I don't think Villa do, be it you know, from confidence or you know, the momentum's just, well, clearly the momentum's fallen out of our season, but we don't, I don't think we feel we can go out. I think we saw it for sort of, what was it, three goals in nine minutes against Fulham, that actually when we get those little sparks, yeah. we, we, we can still do it. The players are capable of it. We know that. It's just, I don't think we can maintain it over a, a 90 minute period. I mean, that's, that's my own little goal for the rest of the season is please just allow us to put two lots of 45 minutes together. So just to show to us that they can. Because you look at that City game and Manchester City's work rate and effort was uh, and desire was, was, was fantastic. I mean, one moment summed it up for me was when uh, it was on the left-hand side, uh, Keenan Davis was out there, ball kind of went past him and he just kind of kind of gave it up. He just thought, oh, it's, you know, it's running, it's going out. But Carl uh, Walker just it chased it down and kept it in play and, uh, you know, sparked a City attack. And you're just thinking there's the difference in the desire. Instead of Davis thinking, oh, that's going out, he's just, just be chasing that down, full stop. Yeah, Smith said it after the game, didn't he? Like in terms of the goals being conceded, it's like if, you, if you're going to play Man City, get ripped to pieces by them at their best, by all means. You know, there's far better sides than Villa in the world that are going to get taken apart when they're in full flow but I didn't think City were or didn't even need to be in full flow especially the second goal it's an awful goal which is exactly what we said in case of the Liverpool game yeah it's the theme of the year it was just gift wrapping easy goals to teams yeah, and you know when these were opportunities because both that City and Liverpool were not playing at a hundred percent. Hence, why Leeds managed to get four points out of them uh, this month as well. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have got. You know, you aren't going to get a better chance or a better time, sorry, to play City when they make eight changes. There's no Sterling, Aguero, or De Bruyne in the team. On paper, you'd say this is the best chance you're going to have. Yeah, and uh, you know. The, the apologists will just come out with the, the stock excuse, oh, but we didn't have Grealish, so uh, we can't win these games. Or the default setting of look where we were last year. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of that, you just have to look at West Ham, who were four, finished four points above us last season. They had, they only survived out of that relegation picture because a project restart, they started winning I mean, they started winning before we started winning. Then they kind of pulled pulled away just before the business end, but still finished four points above us. And, you know, Moyes, there was calls for him to, you know, get chopped. Oh, well, they wanted the owners out, didn't they, as well? They wanted Brady and Sullivan and all that crowd out. They, they, you know, they hate where their club was at with the stadium and everything else. It was it was pretty toxic down there. Yeah, so it was toxic, you know, it's toxic, but it's also regression. And then here they are, they've pulled it around and, you know, they're outperforming us by 11 points. Now... You know that you could argue though. Obviously, they've had a more seasons in the Premier League, and but at the same time, you know we spent a lot more money than them. You could argue they have more established uh, Premier League squad, but it wasn't doing much last season. But if you just say, for sake of argument, if we just stay to par and we remain like four points behind them, I think that you know the way we're playing at the start of the season, you and you said right after thirty two games. Would you take being four points behind West Ham? You'd first of all you'd say no because we're above them at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when, when when we're ablazing. So that gives you some context. I mean, now you would say yeah, four points behind West Ham on par to where we were last season with them, and we would be you know sniffing around the European places. 
in terms of you know Europa League, I would say realistically. But that that would be realistically after you know the, at the end of twenty twenty, you would say yeah that that's that, I think that's part of the cause of where we could be this season, and I think that's where Dean Smith and the players were aspiring to be and hoping to be. And that and you know that's not just that's not saying you know we're we're we failed, we're terrible, blah blah blah. But that just shows you that's where we should have been, could have been. I think that's where they. It's the aspirations thing. It's, it's the aspiration. Actually, we could we could achieve this. Yeah. And you, you saw in his um, his his West Brom press conference. He's, he's he's for the first time in quite a while. He's actually come out and said, you know, this is our only our second season back in the Premier League, and we're still building to become a force again. Consistency is the key for us moving forwards. And you think that's to me that seems like a bit of a you know expectations taking an about turn because he you know uh, Perslow did the press conference didn't he? Was it January January February time when he came yeah. out and said you know the bar's been raised. They wouldn't say exactly where to. I don't think they necessarily realistically thought they'd get top six, but they knew that everything has been improved and therefore with that, the expectation increases slightly as well. And now they've about turned. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, Grealish, uh, mid, mid-season mid kind of interview was talking at the start of the season, they were looking like, you know, 10th, 9th, maybe 8th. And I think that changed once they realised, oh, hang on a minute, we've just battered Liverpool, we've just beaten Leicester, we've beaten Arsenal. And suddenly uh, you saw the actual potential, but that word consistency is uh, is a key. But the thing is, we're just consistently doing the same thing at the moment. And I don't know if it, I mean, there's there's plenty of mitigating circumstances, but it's still to the point of doesn't matter about the personnel. The personnel that we've had, you know, they're, they're good enough to score a goal against Liverpool. They're good enough to score a goal against Manchester City. They're good enough defensively to keep teams at arm, arm's length. But the difference has been just lack of clinical edge, missed chances, and then the odd uh, lapse at the back. 
take away those, the players that we actually have fit and available could have picked up more points. And you can't argue against that because that's what they could have done. And that is where, because you set the aspirations of what person, you know, Grealish is out, that adjusts your aspirations. Barclays out that adjusts your aspirations and within that we still should have had more points I think they, you know they'll kick themselves and we've seen they will come May we've seen Mings we've seen McGinn uh, openly be frustrated of what, what's actually happened but yeah I mean uh, fast forward uh, you know start of the season mid next season you look back at this season as a, as a learning process and uh, a transitional season but you know there was a there was a chance there to really kick on raise the bar further make the club more enticing come the next you know come the summer transfer window yeah and uh and have that uh just that kind of momentum shift con- continually on the upward curve well and and, and, you, and you'd have made up a bit of ground on the teams that you aspired to to challenge with was you know you look at well we you know we use the west ham example they've taken this season being a crazy season and all these bigger, more established teams with higher expectations kind of pissing around, for lack of a better word, and their form's been up and down like a yo-yo, hasn't it, with like Spurs and Everton, and even Chelsea had a poor period. Liverpool, are obviously, their, their form's declined due to injuries and various other factors. And, and West Ham were the team who thought, actually, this is an opportunity. We're going to slip in here because we might never get this opportunity again. Because it was a wild card season. Yeah. You've got the you no know, fans, so suddenly they're... Uh whatever they call their stadium nowadays, uh, that wasn't a factor anymore because, you know, there'd been, it was not the fortress it used to be in terms of crowds being away from the pitch, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it was really an opportunity because it was a wild card season and we saw that at the start and that's what I was thinking. I thought, yeah, this is a chance to fast track just because of the, the weirdness and it's not as if, it's not what you know here, it's uh, what you're going to do really. And Villa were their surprise package at the start and they just needed to kind of keep that going. Yeah, I think, well, Villa and West Ham were the surprise packages and West Ham, I think with the, you know, Villa lost their best players in terms of Barkley and um, and Grealish. West Ham gained one in Lingard who nobody expected to come to the party and did. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we, while we lost our momentum, they gained some. No, completely. And uh, I think uh, ultimately, you know, if, if you have put me on the spot to pick one factor, I would say it was still not buying that uh, additional striker to give us an, a, a real option when uh, the chips were down to, uh, you know, make a switch, a legitimate switch and have a have a threat. And uh, that's, I think, ultimately, uh, that's cost us uh, a few yeah. points. I think I think with that, that depth of squad that gives you the opportunity, not necessarily to rest people, but to have alternative options when you play teams, is showing yeah. now that we're now, we, because we had the, you know, the big COVID break, finished the end of the last season with really high intensity, had, what, two, three weeks off and then started the new season. Now you're seeing the physical and the mental fatigue really setting in and we have that look of a side who's kind of just run their race a bit because we, we, yeah, we, we, we just didn't spent. have dynamic options to freshen things up yeah. and sometimes you need to make those changes just because we went stale pretty swiftly in 2021. Yeah. I mean you saw you know at the start of 2020 when we'd had that really difficult period over Christmas and Smith just switched up the formation and for a few weeks it actually worked really well didn't it with the, the little upturn I think it was against Burnley and we beat someone else then we had the cup Cup semi-finals against Leicester, and you thought, oh, this this could be an, an option. And I wonder if that could have been an option that Villa will look back on over the summer and go, actually, do you know what? We could have maybe shifted gear. What just do you mean? Give, just, to, just to give teams something different to think about, like just to re kind of re-energise the side. What, like three at the back? Yeah, it was like a three at the back option. Um, bearing in mind that you know, cash and target a reasonably good game forward, and you could have put yeah. someone like a Courtney Hawes in on the left-hand side of a centre-back, who when he did come into the side before Christmas actually played quite well. And you might have given yourself 
a little bit more protection in midfield and allowed you to, if you wanted to, play two up front and then you're not relying on the inconsistencies of, you know, Trezor Gay, Ghazi and Traore to always get you out of jail. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying in terms of not getting that uh, extra forward striking option yeah. in in the end because you could have gone to that uh, three at the back and those two wide and then playing two up front. But, you know, Keenan Davis is still, he is what he is. He's not uh, a top proven uh, striker which no. uh, is what we kind of needed we, we no. needed to choose more than just uh, a list of uh, Watkins and he's, he's in that really difficult position now where to improve he needs game time but you don't trust him enough to give him that game time so it's, it's, it becomes like a bit of a chicken and egg thing and when he's on the pitch you don't give him the ball so uh, <laughs> no. it's, it's no I mean, win I mean he showed before hasn't he when you play to his strengths he's a real asset to have but if you're not going to play to his strengths then there's no point in being there but anyway, uh, West Brom coming up. Uh, I thought uh, if they got something against Leicester, this would be a, a dark day for Villa. Potentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just the way that uh, West Brom took care of Chelsea and uh, Southampton by absolutely destroying them, really. 5-2 and 3-0. So uh, I thought if they get something from Leicester, that would give them another gear shift and they'd look at Villa basically saying we need three points uh, it's a real opportunity but now you know you hoping from a Villa point of view that that Leicester game's deflated them they might see the Villa game as the last hurrah to give them any chance of performing a miracle yeah I think so I mean you saw the teams who were just above them in you know, Newcastle had that huge win didn't they the pre- previously and that sort of pulled them out of it you think, I think they've got 35 points they should be safe now pretty much West Brom haven't got a good run in and I think they would have seen this week as the, the, the week to put down a marker with you know games on a Wednesday and a Saturday and just just make that little push to ignite their season a bit. Yeah. Although, you know, to be, you know, when you look at the form of uh, 2021, Villa in terms of the table, Villa are in 14th place, West Brom 17th there's two points uh, separating them. But uh, West Brom have played a game less, so uh, that shows you where Villa are. We're pretty much on a similar level to the Baggies uh, over the. We're talking half the season, more than half the season, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, we, well, we've you know we've lost some of our impetus players, and West Brom have managed to bring in a couple of savvy boys, and have actually given them a bit of a kick up the arse. I, I mean, ultimately, I don't think it'll be enough, and I, d- I don't actually think what happens at Villa Park you know, in, in the game matters too much to their season because I don't think they'll stay up anyway. But yeah. I think if they'd have gone in with the momentum from Leicester, I think we could have been in for a really difficult afternoon because I think Allardyce has it in him, as we've seen down the years, that tactically, you know, you know, in one-off games, he he can outthink anyone and he can spoil a game if he needs to. And I think West Brom have got that sort of give a shit mentality where they can just sort of go, well, we might as well just go for it today. Yeah, that might be. It might be. Well, the shackles are off now. Just you know, just go for it. So that that might be dangerous in terms from a Villa point of view. It could go either way with Villa. I think if West Brom are not particularly great defensively still, and I think if they, you saw it in the Leicester game where West Brom, the game was way too open and Leicester just picked them off every time on the break. Yeah, I think Smith could do with a result here because uh, this is uh, on paper one of the easier games of our, of our, and with, yeah, you know, running, yeah. of our running. And if you stretch that running back to what we've just been through, Manchester City, Liverpool, if we don't win until the end of the season then uh, there's going to be a bit of a uh, shift in terms of the uh, how certain supporters view Smith. Well, I mean, it's, it's started, hasn't it, in the last few weeks, really. It's murmurs from you know, the sort of the, the less measured groups of supporters, should we say. But um, I, mean, it's, I, think it's, I think it's fair to ask questions, but not At this stage, I, I don't take any of that seriously, but no. I think there's a, there's, there is foundations 
growing if we don't get anything against the baggies and then suddenly you're looking at games against you know likes of Chelsea if you get nothing from a double header against Everton and you know we've got playing a few teams that are still fighting it out you know Spurs for example still got United who I mean they've United um, they're not going to win the league but they're traditionally they'll come to Villa Park and raise their game because they always do. Yeah, so there is uh, there is a concern that you know Smith does need a couple of wins at least to uh, keep the Wolves off. It'd be a shame for, for Martinez not to be able to beat you know Friedel's clean sheet record after you know at Christmas. You just thought, well, this is a banker that he's going to do this. Christmas was full of possibilities, but here we are now and uh, we're kind of looking for some kind of salvation and some kind of upturn before the end of the season. So fingers crossed for that. Before I go, just quickly, thank you very much to the My Old Man Said patrons for supporting the show. If you want to get access to the extra My Old Man Said patron channel, finally the My Old Man DeLorean Said episode, first episode has dropped an hour of non-villa screen culture and then uh, a bunch of other shows as well with more to come in the next week. And of course, uh, you get access to Match Club where you can join us for the uh, the Baggies game. So uh, go to the My Old Man Said dot com website and check the menu bar or the menu uh, corner grid if it's a mobile and uh, click on the patron link there to get more details thank you very much hopefully three points against the baggies until that game it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.